all living out scripts that have been written in our unconscious. And this is a lot of what mindset work teaches you that you can change that story. But what it takes is shining a flashlight on the unconscious. That's the metaphor I like to think of, that we all have these programs we're running and we don't see them, but they're running our lives, right? And the programs, some of them we can see, right? Like we know that maybe we're good at tennis, right? So you're running a program that says, okay, I can hit that tennis ball. But then there's programs we're running we can't see, like, well, I'll never make a lot of money, or I wasn't meant to be happy, or I'm not the smart one in the family, right? We have all these programs running. And some of them got us to where we are, like maybe it made you hardworking and maybe it made you hustle. And so you're able to build a business that's making 40 or 50,000 a year. But if you want to get to that next level, some of those programs have got to go because they're going to keep you small. And that's what Go Big Now talks about is how can you shine that flashlight, look at your disempowering beliefs, we call them limiting beliefs, which is a term that if you studied mindset, you've encountered, and then uproot them and replace them with empowering beliefs. They're really just two types of beliefs, empowering beliefs and limiting beliefs. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton. And if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Listeners, I am so happy that you are back for another episode. The episodes this month, if you've been around and have realized how the show has been reformatted for the past six months or so, the theme of this month has been winning routines and habits. And if you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, you're going to hear me talking about the goods, the bads, the uglies, the challenges that I've experienced in my business and a lot of the big wins. And I know that you've heard me talk about mindset time and time again, because mindset, I've been actively working on it for the past, I would say five years. And I wish that it was something that had been introduced to me as far as improving my mindset, even as a child. You've likely heard me talking about how I want my kids to learn how to have a better mindset. Well, today's guest, Julia Pimsler, is the author of Go Big Now, Eight Essential Mindset Practices to Overcome Any Obstacle and Reach Your Goals, as well as Million Dollar Woman. But I am so excited about our conversation today, Julia, because, well, as I just said, mindset was not something that I grew up with. I just thought that how life was, life was going to be, deal with it. If there was a dark cloud over my head, it was just going to stay that way. I didn't realize until I was no joke 29 that I had the ability to change my frame of mind. I'd love to know a big shift, right? Right. And it took another six years for me to really get a grasp on that. And I can't say that, well, there's no way I can say that the learning ended then. It's a constant state of learning for me and evolution and improvement. And some days are better than others. But how did you? get introduced to mindset practices and start implementing them in your life? Well, I love that you shared how you're still working on it because mindset is not a once and done kind of thing, right? You can sort of learn how to do a lot of things in your business where, oh, now I know how to do that. But with mindset, even the top teachers of mindset are still learning every day. And I'm still implementing so many of the things I'm learning and growing there too. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, my mindset journey started because of my business. I had built a business that was called Little Pim, P-I-M, like my last name, Pimsler. And it was a language teaching business for young children. I grew up bilingual in French and English and just thought that was the best gift my parents ever gave me. 
and wanted my own son to learn French when he was born. And there was nothing on the market for little kids to learn a foreign language. So I created the first method for little kids to get conversational in French, Spanish, Chinese. We had 12 languages. And I grew that for about four years and I was having a blast, but I also was working myself into the ground, which the few people listening might relate to, where I would get up, get the kids to school, go to work, come home, give them dinner and bath, get back on the computer, be fixing the broken links on the website, answering customer service emails, get up at 5 a.m. the next day and start all over again. And I was exhausted. And I got to the place where even as I was getting featured in some news stories and Angelina Jolie started using our program to teach her kids French. So having a lot of external success, but starting to feel like I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm just so tired. And I got to the place where I almost sold my business or shut it down. And happily, my lawyer introduced me to an entrepreneur's program here in New York City where I live that helps you learn business skills to take your business big. And the first thing I had to learn how to change, Kim, was my mindset, because I realized that I had been raised with this idea that if you want to get ahead, you just work harder and harder, and grit is the most important thing, and everything can be solved through hard work. I don't know if that resonates. Mm-hmm. Grit but and that hustle. That is not, right? Grit and hustle, exactly. But I am now anti-grit because I actually think that we've been sold a bill of goods as women. And my community, Million Dollar Women, is about 25% women of color and even more so women of color, right? That it's just all about hard work. We all got that message from our parents. But when you're an entrepreneur, it's really about getting into what I call the go big mindset, right? Which is what's this big vision I have? How am I going to get there? What are the resources I need? And that was a game changer for me, learning how to shift my mindset. And it started years of interest in this, including going and getting trained as a mindset coach in NLP, neurolinguistic programming. Wow. Yeah, Julia, in 2016, right before I launched the podcast, I went through a major depressive state where I nearly ended everything. And I'll just leave it at that. And I'm sorry to the listener who I may have triggered. I know what it feels like. I just want to put it like that. But I thought that the more I did, the more I worked on, the more I would make. And there was a period of 18 months where I was working 20 to 22 hour days. Oh God, horrible. I was so sleep deprived at the end that I couldn't think straight. I am married to a man that I absolutely love. I have five great children. I loved my business, but I was so sleep deprived that I was out of my mind. That's the best way I can say it. And Actually, I don't think that's an appropriate way, but that's the best way I could come up with right then. And immediately after that, one of my dearest friends just started introducing me to different authors. And I always thought that high performance meant doing more. Mm -hmm. And that's a common misconception, right? Right. And peak performance, I thought it meant doing more. And then I started listening. I want to highlight you today, so I won't name anybody else right now. But I started realizing that saying no was not a bad thing because I had been guilty of saying yes for four years. My business had been around for four years. And I felt like if I ever said no, I would immediately lose that client. I would lose their respect and I would be without money. So I said yes to everything. Which is like a scarcity, fear-based approach to business, That's absolutely where I was. Yes. 
And that's a mindset thing. I think what most people don't realize, and I'm so glad you're sharing that too, Kim, so we can show people what this actually looks like of working on your mindset, is that until you get into the right mindset, you're going to attract all kinds of things you don't want. And just think, well, that's just life. Life is giving me these things that I don't want. When in fact, they're all really coming from you, right? When we don't have our mindset in the right place, we attract the wrong kind of people, the wrong kind of clients. We say yes to things we shouldn't say yes to. We become sleep deprived, right? All kinds of things like that can happen. The problem is mindset isn't really taught. Like it's a buzzword right now, right? Especially coming out of the pandemic. Oh, you should have a resilient mindset, a growth mindset, a powerful mindset. But what does that mean? And how do you get one? And that's really why I wrote the book, because I've been lucky enough to spend the last 15 years with one foot in the business world and one foot in the personal development world, learning from some of the top teachers, using it in my coaching practice over the last five years with thousands of entrepreneurs. And I realized there are essential mindset practices that all successful people are using. And so really my goal with Go Big Now was to make those accessible and easy to learn for everybody so that we can all have a powerful mindset or what I like to call a Go Big mindset. Mm, Yes. I'm curious, you're a mom, you have two teenagers. How do you bring your training and your expertise and mindset into your role as a mother? Every day, (laughs) every single day. Part of it is keeping myself in a positive, high energy state so that I can show up for my children in that way, right? Because it doesn't matter how much money you're making or how many great things you're doing professionally. When you're with your children, you're cranky, you're distracted, right? You're not prioritizing them. So that's my first thing I do mindset-wise is to keep myself in a positive state, even though everything isn't always going great in my business, just like for people listening, not everything's always going great in your business, right? But you do have control once you've done mindset training over how you show up with the people you love. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is sharing some of these tools and best practices with them, not in a preachy way. I mean, my kids are teenagers, so If I try to tell them to do anything, they'll probably do the opposite. But I'm a big believer in... um, I don't know what that's like. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You have no idea, right? With your teenagers. I actually have a whole chapter on this in the book. My final chapter is how you can share these mindset best practices, these eight essential mindset best practices I teach with your loved ones and with your children. And a few ways that I've found are to, one, point them out in popular culture, right? Because there are a lot of movies and TV shows where people have mindset shifts or mindset challenges. And you can point that out. And like when we watch The Matrix, right? That is so much about mindset, that movie. I don't know if you've seen it with Keanu Reeves, the classic film. Did you ever see that? The Matrix? Oh, yeah. But you got me. I'm going to be rewatching that tonight now because I've never looked at it from that perspective before. Yeah. Well, he wakes up, right? He has to choose between the red pill and the blue pill. Right. And he chooses, I'm now, I always forget which pill is the one, right? But he chooses the one where he chooses to be conscious, right? And awake, which means he has new choices to make about who he wants to be in the world. And that is a choice that we all have to make. Do you want to just go forward blindly and be at the whim of what happens to you? Or do you want to do some mindset training and take control of your life and realize I am at the source of everything that happens to me. And by the way, this is not in conflict with being someone who is spiritual or religious, right? You can still, you can believe in God and believe that you have agency in your life. But I really wish this was was taught in school. So in any case, the three things I do, because you asked, so one, point it out in popular culture so we can have that conversation. Um, I'll share one more recent popular culture reference, which is a book and a movie called The Hate You Give. 
And that was about some young people growing up. I believe it was in LA. They were all black and different characters made different choices that led them to different fates. I don't want to give anything away. And then it was made into a movie. So my 13-year-old was reading it. I read it too. But of course, I saw the whole thing through a mindset lens. And then we were able to have an amazing conversation about what happens when you make these choices. And are you just the result of where you were born and the schools you're sent to? Or are you able to get yourself into a different state and make different things happen in your life? That's a mindset question. And then the third thing we can do is just talk about what has worked for us. And that's something that works with adults too, by the way. I'm a big believer in what we call in my million dollar women community, no shooting, which means no shooting yes. on people, right? <laughs> oh, you should really try this mindset practice. Oh, you should really read this book, right? That never works. But if you say, hey, I read this book and it taught me that I can actually create a little space between what happens to me and the meaning I make of it. It's called mind gap, which by the way, is my first mindset practice I teach in the book, right? If you say that to someone, they might be like, really, how does that work? right? And then you can explain it and talk about what good things it did for you. And the next thing you know, they might be trying to use it. I mean, I'm sure you know, as a mom, Kim, that sometimes you tell your kids things and they roll their eyes and you think, oh, that just went right over their heads. And then, you know, two weeks later, you hear them telling the exact same thing to their little brother, right? So we want to just always be modeling for our children. Hey, here's what I'm doing to try to solve my problems. And even if they roll their eyes or seem like they're not listening, they are listening right? And maybe a couple of weeks later, they're going to remember, hey, when mom was upset that day, she did this practice called find the gratitude. So maybe I could try that. Like my kids are very good at shifting their mindsets because they watch me do it over and over and over again. Oh, I love this conversation so much. About four years ago, I would say maybe three, my oldest who just graduated high school about a month ago, his attitude was, I'm just going to put it exactly how it was. It was sucky. Okay. Oh, it was really sorry. sucky. Yeah. And sucky, well, like, mean, like not doing his homework or which kind of sucky? Well, like attitude and what's the 15 point? Year old, I know everything. I don't need to listen to you. I can snap back. I'm sure there's some like puberty and hormones in there too, because now I'm going through with kid number two. Okay. So I grounded him and I said, you will be ungrounded after you read this book. And I'm just going to share the book really. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I share a lot of books in my book. My book is also a gateway to a lot of the top books I read. So don't worry about that at all. Yeah. So my faith is really important to me. And the book was Think Better, Live Better by Joel Osteen. Mm -hmm. And he actually sat in my office reading the book over the course of one day. He wanted to be ungrounded. He wanted to prove that he had read it. But the whole time he was reading, he was, hmm, huh, really? (laughs) If I think better, I'll live better. Now, fast forward to this spring, he was getting his college acceptances and looking at what they were offering as far as financial incentives to go to the different schools. And he had the one school that he was waiting for. And he knew he was getting some awards. But when he logged on to the website one day, everything had disappeared. And it was showing him that he had zero coming. Uh Uh-oh. And because he's 18 now, I'll share his name. But I was like, Jake, remember, think better, live better. It could be a glitch. You don't know. Well, that day I had to take him over to his dad's house and he picked up the mail on the way out of my house. And there was a letter in there from the school. And he opens it while we're in the car and he starts crying. This is a big, strong kid, okay, who I never see cry. He's like, mom, I've got a full ride. (gasps) 
Oh my gosh, how amazing. And I'm not saying that we can always expect a full ride by a better mindset at all. And I said, Jake, let that serve as a lesson to you. Keep your spirits up. Keep looking forward. Keep your chin up because you don't know what's going to happen in five minutes, in 10 minutes, as was the case right there, in two months, in 10 years. You don't know. That's incredible. And the truth is that advice would have worked even if he hadn't gotten the full Absolutely. Ride, right? Because he could still go into the process with a positive attitude, find a different college, make a decision based around that. But to realize that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% attitude. I've been saying that to my kids. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've had to learn that, like take my own medicine or whatever it is, the expression goes, when I feel scared saying no to a client, I have to keep my spirits up knowing that there is something awesome coming. At the end of 2019, I let my sole client go because it was not working out for me anymore. I was so scared. That client was providing 100% of my income. Wow. But it was, uh, yeah, it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. I I hope you'd already done a little mindset work before you did that or no? Oh, a lot. Good. (laughs) Okay, good. I had been looking at my values and my integrity as well. And I've never said the client's name. I will never say the client's name, but I just realized there was a big discrepancy there and I need to stay true to me, right? So I let the client go. And within a couple months, I got my biggest client ever. Wow. Because you created the space for that. Because I created the space for it. And let's just break this down for the listeners, right? If anybody's thinking, well, that was just luck or that was just coincidence, you know, Not really, in the sense that we do attract what we make room for and what we believe we can attract as well, right? Because when we're in that place of scarcity and fear, we shrink. We almost physically shrink, right? I mean, if I ask somebody listening, show me what your body looks like when you're depressed. We all know what that looks like, right? Head down, kind of shoulders slumped. All right, show me what it looks like when you're energized and excited, right? Oh, your shoulders are back. You're smiling, you know, head up. It's the same with the energy in your life. If you're shutting doors and closing down possibilities, it looks different to the outside world, right? And you're not going to attract the kinds of great things that you want to attract in your life. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. If you haven't gathered by now, I love empowering entrepreneurs with the systems, support, and community to work smarter instead of harder. So today I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com forward slash connect to find a huge list of resources and ways that you can connect with me and my community. Remember, it's not about being everywhere, but it's about being in the best place for our business at the right time. Again, head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash connect to see the whole list of ways that you can connect with me and other members of the Positive Productivity community. Now let's get back to today's episode. 10 years ago, I was in my first marriage sometime around there, and I was pretty estranged from my father about my sister told me to call him and just explain what was going on with my marriage and see what dad had to think, which believe me, that was never part of my practice. Call dad and see what he thinks. But I explained what was going on and I'm just going to be totally transparent here. I was planning on sticking it out another year to be eligible for his social security and pension someday when that day came, you know, 40 more years down the road. And my dad said to me, but Kim, is it 
worth another year of unhappiness to possibly get those, quote, rewards in 40 more years? Is that something you really want to wait for? I was like, wow. No, (laughs) it's not. It's not. I think but how we, many people do that every day, right? Every single day to sabotage their own happiness because they think I need to, or I have to, or we're actually all living out scripts that have been written in our unconscious. And this is a lot of what mindset work teaches you that you can change that story, but what it takes is shining a flashlight on the unconscious. That's the metaphor I like to think of that. We all have these programs we're running. And we don't see them, but they're running our lives, right? And the programs, some of them we can see, right? Like we know that maybe we're good at tennis, right? So you're running a program that says, okay, I can hit that tennis ball. But then there's programs we're running we can't see. Like, well, I'll never make a lot of money. Or I wasn't meant to be happy. Or I'm not the smart one in the family, right? We have all these programs running. And some of them got us to where we are. Like maybe it made you hardworking and maybe it made you hustle. And so you're able to build a business that's making 40 or 50,000 a year. But if you want to get to that next level, some of those programs have got to go because they're going to keep you small. And that's what Go Big Now talks about is how can you shine that flashlight, look at your disempowering beliefs, we call them limiting beliefs, which is a term that if you studied mindset, you've encountered, and then uproot them and replace them with empowering beliefs. They're really just two types of beliefs, empowering beliefs and limiting beliefs. And if you look around your life at the amount of money you have, the love you have, the relationships you have, all the things you like and are happy with are the result of empowering beliefs. And everywhere that there's lack, there's a limiting belief. I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and I've never once had a client where they have a lack in an area and there isn't a limiting belief behind it. Because if you want something and you don't have it yet, there's a limiting belief or else you'd already have it. It's as simple as that. Julia, can you share an example of a limiting belief that you had and have gotten past? Sure. Yeah. The big one I talked about in Million Dollar Women was my limiting belief that because I was a creative person, I couldn't possibly run a multi-million dollar company. I studied film in undergrad and women's studies minor. And then I went to film school for grad school. So I knew I was good at making movies and I did that. That was my first career. But then when I started my second business, this language teaching business, I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I didn't go to business school. I didn't have a finance background. I was kind of afraid of the numbers. And I had a whole story going that I'm good at the creative part, but I couldn't possibly figure out the business side. And no big surprise, we got stuck at this revenue level that for some people might already be success, which was 400,000 a year. But for me, it was not success because one, it was a product company. So we had to create a lot of inventory. You know, Not much of that 400,000 was making it into my pocket. And I always had a vision that I'd run this successful company creatively, but I didn't believe I could do the business part. And until I tackled that limiting belief, we never could have gone big. And in fact, we probably would have shut down because if you have a limiting belief that you can't do something, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you don't usually go after the skills that would help you to change that belief because it's so ingrained in you that you can't do it. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I wish I had a bell, like a ding, 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 ding bell on my desk for the podcast. Like, <laughs> well, Where did the bell go off in that, Kim? <laughs> well, so many places. When I started in the business in 2012, it was because my husband was going to school to pursue his dream. 
and we needed some extra money. I have my degree in interior architecture. I'm very creative like you. I went to art school, like my degree in interior architecture. I actually started my career in Manhattan, but I'm in Ohio now. So I lost my job when the recession hit in 2008 and I found work after that. And it was also like my first divorce followed and I got remarried, but I was working through a placement agency as an administrative assistant, far different from where I started out. So I looked into bringing in some more income by starting my business as a virtual assistant. I didn't know anything about virtual assistants. I knew I had skills. I mean, I had 10 years of experience in offices. I knew a lot of different software, but I didn't know the value of a virtual assistant. So I'm looking around and I see that overseas VAs are charging $3 an hour. I knew that the gas station down the street had offered me eight. I was like, okay, I can either go to the gas station and work for $8 an hour, or I can stay at home and make $8 an hour. And I just need you all to know, I mean, I was making $12 an hour as an administrative assistant. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to charge $8 an hour. It didn't matter that I was smart and I knew a lot. I'm going to charge $8 an hour because I have to compete with the overseas people and be affordable. Then fast forward, I did raise my rate a couple of times over the next yes. year, but I went- I wish we had VAs at that rate like you, but right? <laughs> no, we don't, no. <laughs> More like $30 an hour. That's right. today. And the problem was like, I felt the need to say yes to everything because I was undercharging so much. Like we were hardly making it. And I ended up getting so much work at that rate that I quit my job, not thinking about the fact that oh my gosh, I'm going to have to work 80 hours a week to cover <laughs> cover the expenses now, right? So fast forward a couple of years, I went to Arizona and got my certification in Infusionsoft. All these people there are talking about how they live in California and New York City, and they're going to be charging $250, $300 an hour. The first thought that went through my mind was definitely a limiting belief and a mindset issue well, I don't live in California or New York City, so my cost of living is lower and I don't need to charge that much. Oh my gosh, wow, yeah. So I charge $50 an hour. Same thing happened again though. I mean, $50 an hour is amazing, but when I started going to like the freelance sites and putting proposals out, everybody's saying, yeah, 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 we want that, we want that, we want that. And when you get the proposal, you can accept or decline, but I felt like I needed it. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I can't do all this work myself. I need to get help. So I started hiring people who were not certified to support me, who were charging me more than I was charging the client. Wow. Well, that's a wake up call, isn't it? Yeah. But it's also a reminder of how we can be our biggest saboteurs, can't we? Yep. Right? No one said to you, you can't charge more than 50 now. You decided that, right? And so I hope people listening will ask themselves after listening to this podcast, okay, where am I doing that? Wherever something is not working in your life or wherever you're feeling stuck, there's a limiting belief behind it. And that's not the only mindset practice you can use to get unstuck in your life, but it is a very powerful one. People often ask me, like, what are the key mindset practices that everyone should learn. And I have eight in the book, but I think the key ones are mind the gap, which is learn how to create a little space between what happens and the meaning you make of it. Exactly what happened with Jake, right? He could have a fit that, oh my God, all the scholarships are gone or stop, pause. What different meaning can I make of it? Maybe there's a glitch in the system right now, right? And not have that reaction. The second most important mindset practice you can learn is how to bust limiting beliefs, which is chapter five in my book. 
And we also have a whole free workbook on my website that people download when they get the book so that they can really do this work in a deep way. It's kind of like having a mindset coach on your nightstand, my book. That's how I conceived of it. And then the third one, Kim, that is a game changer for people, and I know we're getting short on time, so I want to make sure to teach this one, is be, do, have. So 99% of the planet is living with have, do, be. That's how they approach their life. And that sounds like this. Here's the amount of money I have or the amount of education I have or training I have. Therefore, here's what I can do. And therefore, here's who I can be. And that's 99% of the planet. That's how they're living their life. Now, by the way, that can be a showstopper when you have a big dream you want to pursue. Because if your first thought is, oh, well, I didn't go to an Ivy League. I don't have the education for that. Or right in my case with my language teaching business, I don't have financial training. I couldn't possibly raise money. I didn't tell the end of that story earlier, but I went on to raise $6 million for my business and grew a multi-million dollar business once I got over that limiting belief, right? That why can't you be a creative who also runs a big successful business? But I was convinced I couldn't be until I busted that belief. All right. So let me teach the opposite, which is what I mindset practice eight in my book, Be, Do, Have. So when you live life according to Be, Do, Have, it sounds like this. Who do I want to be? Do I want to be a highly paid professional? Do I want to be the head of my department? Do I want to be someone who speaks and writes on this topic I'm passionate about? Do I want to be someone who's making a big impact on my clients or customers or the people I serve? Then you look at, okay, if I were already there, what would I be doing? What would that person be doing? And then you start doing those things. And maybe they're baby steps at first, right? If you want to be a public speaker and give a TED Talk, Maybe at first you just raise your hand to give a talk at your child's high school class, right? Or you say, oh, I'll give the toast at the wedding. You start taking every opportunity to do public speaking. But if you take all these steps and do all these things that person would be doing, eventually you will have the things that person would have. And this is a great way to fast track success when you're trying to pursue a big ambitious goal, which is my specialty in my coaching and in the book, Go Big Now. I love that. And that is actually a lesson that I just learned in the last two weeks. I was reading a book. I don't even remember which one right now, but it was talking about how we are human beings, not human havings or human doings. So thank you for that. So huge reminder. Julia, I want to invite you back for a part two, because I feel like we have just begun to start scratching the surface. And I know that there's so many more insights that you can offer the audience. Would you be open to that? Yeah, my pleasure. I love talking about mindset and wrote the book so that more people can have access to these teachings. So sure, let's do it. In the meantime, until we get to part two, where can listeners learn more about you, get a hold of your books, connect with you on social and all that great stuff? I'm very active on social media. So please follow me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter at Julia Pimsler, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R. And my website, juliapimsler.com. P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R if you're driving, but I'm sure also Kim will put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Right? It has a free mindset assessment. So you can see where am I on this journey of having the go big mindset. And really the go big mindset, I didn't get a chance to define it, is just a set of beliefs that allows you to stay positive, overcome any obstacle and reach your goals. If that's something you think could help you get to your goals faster, then, you know, please come check out the mindset assessment follow me and listen up for part two when Kim invites me back. Thanks, Kim. This was so much fun. It was a blast. And listeners, you know, I usually ask for a golden nugget. You're going to have to come back for part two to hear Julia's golden nugget, but you'll be able to find all the show notes, links to Julia's social and her website 
and links to all the books that we've talked about, including Julia's on the show notes page at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP713. Julia, I am so excited about this conversation. I'm so excited about the impact that it's going to have on the listeners' lives. And I'm so excited about part two, which will come in hopefully the very near future. Thank you. I am too. To be continued. I look forward to to it. To be continued. See you next time, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 